It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Where are you posting that photo? Is that on Instagram? Um, I or, d- I are you texting it to somebody? I don't know. Should we post it on our station page? Oh, I was talking about your nails. Oh, my nails. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jason Derulo's penis. No, we'll talk about his dick in a minute. I didn't want to post it on there because I was like, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. We're still new. My nails, though, I just put on the Instagram story because actually uh, I enjoy and people seem to enjoy looking at other people's nails, especially around Christmas and seeing what they do. And although I didn't do anything too fun or crazy, I went just a Christmas red. Very nice. Hey, I mean, tis the season, right? Tis the season. How often or how early in advance of Christmas do you get your manicure? Well, I'll do it the, I usually do it the entire month of December because there's so many Christmas functions, but I have, I'll have to go back in because you probably don't even know this information. I'll have to go back in in about two to three weeks, usually two, closer to two, to get them redone. How much do you pay every time you go and get your nails done? So when you initially get them done, it depends on where you go. Honestly, it ranges. I was just talking to Adelia, one of our sales reps here at the station, about this and how much the prices can range. And it also depends if you pay cash or not at some places. You know what I'm saying? Um, But usually 50-ish for the nails off the bat. And then for refills, they're called, to get these refilled will cost like, I want to say like 20 to 20-ish bucks. So you're going to spend 70 bucks this month on your nails Mm -hmm. when you could file them and paint them yourself. But this is, it's not the same. It's not the same. It will chip. (laughs) I have one of those at-home kits too for the shellac. And if, sorry, sorry, I don't want to say guys, but sorry, people who don't know anything about nails, but I do have one of the shellac kits with the UV lights. The people who do nails will know what I'm talking about. And I do do that at home sometimes, but um, I just honestly like somebody else to do it. And sometimes it will take me a long time to do it. Whereas I'll walk into a nail salon and I just tried the one around the corner here uh, and they'll get it done in 45 minutes, what I would do in two hours. So it saved me time. 70 bucks an hour. Your time is valuable. Holy cow. Well, not an hour. It was 50 bucks the first time. And when I go back for refill, it will be 20. But yes, for the entire month, I would estimate I will spend $70 on nails. You pay for a professional service. For example, the equivalent would be when I have the discussion, why do you need to go out to a bar when you could drink for free here? And if you buy a beer for home, I don't know, you break down the cost of a two-four, it's roughly two bucks a beer when you're drinking at home. Sure. If you go out to a bar, prices have gone way oh, up lately. Oh my gosh, have they ever? They're jacking you for like eight fifty a draft right now, and that's fucking crazy for shitty beer. I was just out getting a glass of wine, which they'll make you get six or nine ounces. Some places will do bigger, but usually it's six or nine. I was like, you know what? I don't want to spend too, too much. I'll, I'll do six ounces, which is like nothing. Nine fifty, and it was a local, like a like a VQA localish wine. They wanted to, they charged that much. Nine fifty for VQA wine. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. See, I'd rather pay the corking fee. A lot of places I go, if my girlfriends and I go out, we just bring wine. What is the corking, the corking fee? fee? I've never once brought a bottle of wine to a restaurant. I've done. We did it once, and we only did it because we had all gifted each other things and one of them was a nice bottle of wine and we decided right then and there, a little bit tipsy, that we would do it. And hey, let's I, open this. I want to say, I, I don't actually know and I think every establishment is allowed to create their own price, but um, I wanted to say it was like a 10-ish or less than 10. That's it? Yeah, 10 bucks or so I think was the corking fee. Why the, f- why don't I just bring my own wine to restaurants then? Wine. You should. That's, oh wow. Yeah. Okay, so- Say you've got a $25 bottle of wine, you pay like even 10 
for the corking fee, even throw in a tip for the person who uncorks it, that's still half to a third it's, of what the restaurant's going to charge you for the same wine. Yeah, that's exactly it. So by the time you factor that in, sometimes it's not worth it. But if you've got large groups of people, it is worth it. And keep in mind, it doesn't matter the size of the bottle. So you could get one of those big mofos. Set that down. Like the giant they jug? They don't even need to be uncorked, you know what I mean? Just screw <laughs> off the top. Who cares, right? If you're out with friends and you don't really care that much that day, who cares? I want to bring a whole box. One time, I'm just going to set a box of wine down at the table. Let's Open see what it. happens. Open it. Yeah. <laughs> no corks here, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm so classy like that. Welcome to the After 9 podcast with Scott Fox and Kat Callahan. And welcome to all of our new subscribers. A lot of new people have hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. A lot is coming up in this podcast, but first remember to leave us a review and give us a rating in wherever you're listening to this. Please, and um, subscribe or follow. Depending on where you're listening, it's either a follow button or a subscribe button. Hit that. Jason Derulo, for those who haven't heard the story, well, if you haven't heard the story, uh, you weren't listening to us this morning on The Beat, which means you will likely hear it tomorrow morning on the other radio stations. We talked about Jason because Jason's upset that he put a photo on Instagram and it got taken down because it violated their community standards for sexual content. Right. Well, And, and I, he's got a point in why he's angry. And I will admit, because I have Jason Derulo on Instagram, I when I saw the photo, I screenshotted it because I wondered, I wondered, will this, will they, will anything happen here? It's him in his underwear and it's, uh, the outline is very clear. Yes. It's, uh, there's a large... He's got a huge dick. He's got a huge penis. And you can see that in the photo, or he photoshopped it in. I don't think he photoshopped it in. I don't think so. At all. Uh, But anyway, so he posted that, and lo and behold, as Scott mentioned, Instagram shut it down. uh, Violated the rules. And why exactly was he angry? He says it's hypocrisy. Yeah, absolutely. He says that so many girls out there <laughs> showing off their ass and whatnot and no problems there. But all of a sudden he posts this photo and he's in his underwear, but they take it down because it's inappropriate. I find Instagram to be very inconsistent with that stuff. Very inconsistent. They've taken down photos of breastfeeding mothers, but allowed other nipple shots to be kept in and they do all kinds of weird stuff that's very inconsistent. I feel like they don't even know what their own policy should be or is. I don't know what Jason Derulo did wrong here. Because you can see the outline. If I post a picture of myself in my underwear right now, you're not going to see what you saw in Jason <laughs> Derulo's photo. You're not. So we shouldn't do a side-by-side. No. Okay. But you'll definitely see a little bump. Mm-hmm. That's where my penis is. Just because Jason Derulo's is a little bit bigger than, well, fuck, almost everybody's. I mean, that thing was a monster. Yeah. As as a texter put it this morning on the line, he has his own built-in selfie stick. <laughs> he could play golf without clubs. I mean, the guy is well endowed. Uh, speaking of texting, somebody texted this morning because they saw the, they heard us talking about it, went and looked for the photo then had to reach out to her husband to find out why it was hanging to the side. She thought it was like bent or broken or something. No. So a guy, because there's only so much room in your, is it weird that that I'm doing hand gestures? No, yes, please stop. Okay. (laughs) I also don't need to make a whole hand. I could just do like a little hand. You can do it up here too. You don't have to do it down there. So it's, a guy's got. uh, Use your arm. All right. So he's got his big fucking pecker right here, right? That's Jason's, yeah. And. It's got to go somewhere, and if you have it pointing up, it's not going to work all that way. Right. 
because it'll eventually want to fall down or it's going to sneak out. It'll be like a... It'll a, just do a little pokeroo like like off the top. Yeah, like a dick muffin top or something. And you can't tuck it down. The muffin tip. Thank you. And when you try and tuck it down, I mean, he's pretty well hung. Yeah. And your balls are in the way. So you're going to have to like tuck it between your <laughs> balls and it's still probably going to touch his ass. So no. It's got to go to the side. When you're that big, it's got to hang to one side or the other in your underwear. And the nice thing is the underwear will keep it in place. I don't know that someone like Saks or uh, Tommy John, the designer male underwear makers, I don't know that they've got a pouch big enough to hold something like that. I've never seen. Well, then again, I've never had to look. You don't think he maybe needs some specialized uh, briefs? Maybe that's the case. Maybe he calls up a you know a Saks or an Under Armour and says, "Hey, look, I got a huge dick. Can you help me?" I don't know how it works. I mean, either way, it's a big dick, and it was so weird because I saw the photo and instantly because we know what we're looking for, right? When you see the photo, and he has since reposted it with. The notification that he got from Instagram that he apparently violated community standards. So you swipe through and you see it and you know what you're looking for. You don't even look up at his face. You don't look up at his six-pack abs or his chiseled chest or his nice face. He's a good-looking guy. All you see is dick. And and I, I realized when I was looking at it, I've been looking at this for a while and... I just don't understand it. I mean, if you don't have one, it's very hard to comprehend. Is it the same way for you? Because I imagine there's some women who are looking at that thinking, yeah. And there's some women looking at it thinking, no fucking way. Uh Uh-uh. I would imagine there's one of two things, right? You're frightened or you're very interested. Yeah. Uh, Sure. But I mean, and that's fine. I just think he should be able to post it if he wants to post it. And if you don't like it, like another uh, caller said this morning, you just unfollow, right? If you don't like what someone's posting, you unfollow it. Like, just like that. Um, And also, it's discrimination. Is that what they're calling it's it already? Discrimination, Instagram. But yeah, as Scott mentioned, yes, it was reposted. Yes, it's still there. And no, it hasn't been taken down. So maybe they're just reviewing it. Maybe there's like an automatic, just in case, we've got to hide this and change this and take it down. They probably won't take it down because Instagram doesn't want the shit. They don't want all of this scrutiny of their public community guidelines. They would much rather this just go away uh-huh. and and they don't have to judge. But fair is fair. Like you said, there's a lot of Instagram models out there that have got over a million subscribers yeah. that are posting pictures of their ass, that are posting pictures that you can see absolutely everything except for a very little teeny tiny covered amount. Instagram's got to work on it. They got to work on what the hell it is they're doing. And I understand it's hard to keep track of as many accounts as they have. So there's probably an automatic dump button. We're unsure. Ah, just delete it because we don't know what else to do. And then we'll look at it later. Maybe that's the case here. But it is uh, back up again. And I noticed that you did like it. I did like it. Yeah. I'm afraid to like it. I don't want people to see that I liked it and then think things. You know what I mean? What are they going to think? I don't know. I'll be like, oh, Cass dick surfing on the internet or something like that. Were you not? You did go to look for it. I was doing it for my job. I don't want to make it seem like I'm liking all these pics. You know what I'm saying? Is it weird that I liked it? That's what, yeah. People going to think, oh my God, (laughs) Scott Fox is into the BBC. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Scott's not, by the way. (laughs) But I think it's great. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
Have you seen The Irishman yet? I have it. So this weekend, I just honestly, I want to make sure I fully focus on it because I do believe it's a great film and I believe you and I want to see it and it's already getting all these accolades and whatnot. I want to be able to sit down and watch it in full. And by the time I get my kids to bed and all those other crap you got to do, there's not enough time for me weeknight. So this weekend, I'm going to watch it. I actually was thinking about it the other day. I don't know why. Random thought came into my head and I thought... Yeah, they called him a house painter. What is that? Because it's got to be some sort of a mafia code slang thing. And I've watched them all. Every documentary, every one of the famous movies. I was a diehard fan of The Sopranos. And in all of those things, I don't think I'd ever heard the term house painter come up. So I went to Urban Dictionary. As it turns out, the reason that Jimmy Hoffa inquired if he was a house painter is because the term house painter is code in case your phones are tapped and you don't want this to be used against you in the future in court. Right. House painter means you're the type of person who will go and murder someone, i.e. shoot them in the head and then the blood splatters all over the wall. Gotcha. So it also occurred to me, though, I've inquired recently about painting and people have directed me to various tradespeople that are House painters. And I don't know if I inadvertently hired a hitman when I really just wanted the powder room's color change. Were you just wondering why they kept asking who they were supposed to be painting instead of what they were supposed to be painting? <laughs> have you seen The Horrible Bosses? I have seen it. So remember that scene where he screwed up and he, instead of doing house painting, was looking for wet work? Yes. But it turns out they accidentally hired someone who's supposed to piss on them? Yes. That's what wet work is. Uh-huh. Different from house painting. But with all these lingos, you're right. I mean, we could easily screw something up. Last thing you want to do, now that this is fairly pop culture, commonly known, you do not want to post an ad online or send out a quick tweet looking for a house painter because you don't know what you're going to get and for if, a reply. And if you really do paint houses and that's what you do... You might have the cops coming to your door just to double check on you. RCMP watch list all of a sudden, but why? Poor people. That's horrible. (laughs) Um, Porch pirates are fucking losers. Yep. Agreed. I am fortunate enough, knock on wood, to not have had anything stolen off of my porch. But it seems like every day when I go through the police reports from the various communities around here, there's always numerous calls about people that have had to tie up police's time because somebody jacked a package right off of their porch. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people have got these ring doorbell cameras now. The people are caught on video, and the people who are stealing it, porch pirates, must know that there's a very good chance that if you do this, it's going to get caught on yeah. video. And yet they've still got the balls to walk up to somebody's house and steal the package at Christmas. It amazes me. And even if you don't have a security camera, it's likely one of your neighbors has a security camera or something. So, yeah, it's incredible. It's also incredible to me what can be left on porches, too. Sure. They don't care. They'll just leave it there on your doorstep unless you go out of your way. And you should if it's a big ticket item to let them know that you'd rather pick it up or when to come, etc. I didn't know that was an option. The last thing I had delivered to my place was a Dyson Animal vacuum. Long box. Says Dyson right on no. it. There's a picture of a fucking vacuum on You're it. You're asking for it, but nobody saw it. No. I've also got great neighbors, though. And while we don't have a formal neighborhood watch, I feel like for the most part, we're looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. If I notice something suspicious in the area, 
I'm going to keep an eye out. If I saw a stranger trying to get into my neighbor's house, I would go over and ask questions. Sure. Cell phone up. Get the whole thing on video. Let's see what's going on. Just in case. And you know what? If you're there for a totally legitimate reason, no problem. But unless you can verify that, you can explain it to the cops because that's going to be my next call. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing will be on video because I know that there's a network of us in my area that have all got cameras everywhere. So that's good. But back to you people that want to go and jack packages off of people's porches. The worst of the worst. You don't even know what you're getting. That's the thing. Most of these Amazon boxes don't say what's in the box. No. So you're just going up and taking it. And yeah, maybe you're getting a, a PS4 game. Okay, that's yeah. substantial. Maybe you're getting jewelry. Maybe you're getting an Apple Watch or a whatever. Maybe you're getting a baby's onesie. Maybe you're getting uh, pencils. Who knows? I mean, there's just a lot of shit. And is it really worth it to go and try and jack that package off of somebody's porch? Do the police investigate these? I bet you they have so many this time of year. It's shitty, but if they don't have a lot to to go on, I don't think they devote a ton of time on it, right? If you think about all the stuff they have to tackle. Low priority, too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, unless there's, like, one where they know, okay, this red car keeps pulling up. This has happened 15 times now, 15 different homes. And I love this story, though, of what this family did to try to get back at their porch pirates. Yeah, they decided because they'd been robbed twice— They ordered things for their newborn that they were going to let the newborn get back this porch pirate who actually had the audacity to rob them numerous times when they saw a package on the porch. Horrible. So what they did was they waited for the baby to do what babies do, poop in the diaper. Then they took that diaper, flipped it inside out so it was shit out. Put it in the box and let the thief steal a box of shitty diapers. I love it. Yes. And you know what? A, I hope it stunk up your house or your car. B, I hope you got a little bit on you. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe even on your clothes. And I'm also, in a weird kind of a way, hoping that you didn't even fully realize what that package was when you opened it and you picked it up with your hand. A handful of shit to teach you a lesson for stealing packages. <laughs> you piece of shit. Here's your piece of shit. <laughs> um, somebody texted us this morning, and you can do that during our live show, 519-571-BEAT. And they said you should put a tracking device in it. There are fairly inexpensive tracking devices Mm -hmm. that you can buy. I use the tile for my keys, my wallet, my passport. So I can look on my phone and find out where my keys, passport, or wallet are at just about any time. If you put a little tracker in there, maybe it's not a bad idea. Some of them are really tiny. You could just follow that package right to where that person lives or works. You could. Take that to the cops because I have a feeling that the cops will investigate if you make it easy for them. If you give them video that's got um, a license plate in it, okay, they know where to look. Mm -hmm. If you give them a tracking device, they know exactly where to go to retrieve your stuff. You just got to hope that the person doesn't open the box and ditch the box and not have the item in it. But if you want to catch a porch pirate, I think there are ways to do it. I can't believe people have the balls to do that, though. Yeah. It's unbelievable to me. I also didn't know, by the way, when I ordered my vacuum, I don't think I finished that story. I didn't know that you could request that they only deliver it during certain times uh, or, or something like that. Yeah. I know that you can put, for some businesses, in the instructions, please put it behind the 
chair on the porch or things like that. I order stuff online all the time. I have like 15 things coming in the next little while. And I got a note from UPS uh, for one of mine. And it says, um, change the date if you want. So I can actually, they're that flexible where I could say, oh, you know what? Tomorrow's busy for me. Why don't you come the next day? So they some do have options. I'm not saying every one, but if you call customer service, that's probably the first step. If you're unsure or you'd rather be home or have it dropped to your work or whatever the case is. The uh, teachers did a one-day walkout yesterday here in Ontario. If you're listening in another province or in another country, sorry, we'll do an Ontario thing here. They walked out for one day to protest. <laughs> it bugs me. They're, they're protesting the cuts to education. And if you look at all the signs that they had up, yeah, they were no they were cuts right to here. education. Yeah. For whatever reason, they were picketing outside the radio station. Yeah, and outside uh, the Tim Hortons near here, too. I took a, a different route home yesterday. I went down Fountain Street. So right down Sean's Hill, around Fountain, up to Eagle. They were all along mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. picketing there. And I thought... Those signs are very misleading. They're more misleading than the commercials that are airing. By the way, I don't know how much money they spent on advertising, but they spent a lot of money on advertising. And the signs all say, no cuts to education. And while I do understand that that is part of their platform, it says nothing about a salary increase. And as I understand it, that's the major sticking point in the negotiation. Mm -hmm. Now, technically, that's speculation because we, the public, the taxpayer, the boss... Still don't know where everybody stands on this. And it's very, very frustrating to not know what's going on, to hear conflicting stories from either side. And nobody's been transparent with us. And I really don't understand why when there is a, a union of public employees, we the taxpayers can't find out what's being discussed. You know what? If they're sitting at this negotiating table that they claim both sides claim the other one won't come to it. They claim that nobody is bargaining in good faith. Why aren't those live streamed anywhere? Why can't we watch those negotiations? Don't we have a right to know who's telling the truth? I think we have the right to know a lot of anything that's, that involves our money and spending our money. Yeah, I think so. And if the offer really is there from the government and it's a sincere offer to go to arbitration, everybody presents their side and somebody makes a decision since they can't work one out between the two of them. If that really is the case, why haven't we gone to arbitration? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Get in front of the arbitrator and let's get this problem solved. Because right now, it's getting hostile again. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of when we went through the election campaign. And right now, there's a lot of people that aren't thinking with their head. They're thinking with their political ideology. And I'll say it. This has nothing to do with politics. This is not a matter of... Uh, I hate Doug Ford, so I automatically support the teachers. Or I hate the teachers, so I automatically support Doug Ford. It's about money. It's about money, no matter how you slice it. And and the government cap, the pay increases at 1%. If the boss came to you today and said, we'll give you a 1% pay increase next year. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. I didn't even have to ask. They're just automatically getting a 1% pay increase, and that'll be good throughout the length of this contract. And then you can negotiate a new one at the end of the contract. 1%. All right, I'll take it. Because the rest of us in the public sector don't get our wage increases tied to the rate of inflation. Unless you've got some exceptional company that is actually doing that. So what the province is saying is that the teachers want a 2% pay increase each year. Well, if you guys can't work it out on your own, then appoint somebody to make the decision. 
let's just get this done because this isn't good for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's getting hostile and there's a lot of misinformation being told to kids. As you know, I uh, I have teenage kids and uh, one of them still in high school right now. And some of the stuff that he's come home with, I am absolutely floored that he was taught that in school about the teacher's position and about the government's position. Uh, let's stop brainwashing kids. Let's stop doing that. Or let's teach them to think critically. Let's yeah. let them read a star article and a sun article and let them make up their own mind about what the truth is. Both come from different ideologies, in case you don't know, but I think most people know that. Are we rough on time here or do we have time for one more? Uh, we can go extra long today. Why not? Okay. If you woke up feeling grumpy this morning, you are not alone. A new study has found on average we wake up in a bad mood 300 times a year. Okay, that's almost the whole year. Six times a week on average. You, so obviously maybe that one day a week is likely on a weekend or a day that people don't work. If I were to venture a guess, the study doesn't say anything about that. But if yep. I were to venture a guess, it would be that. Probably. I'm a morning person. I always have been. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, we I clap be. my <laughs> hands and say, this is going to be a great, great day. day. That's what we say every morning. Fun fact. We actually do. It happens in studio every day. It really does. But there are so many people. It boggles my mind. But it's it's like the norm now, I feel like. If you're out and about, especially in the morning, people are a little meh, mopey, bah humbug. Maybe it happens around your office. Maybe you're the morning person. Maybe you're listening right now going, I love mornings. I love the start of the day. Then you'll notice those people more and more. They say the number one reason that people are grumpy when they wake up is... Lack of sleep the night before. People wake up because of temperature issues Mm. three times a week. Wow. It's either too too hot or too cold. So one of the two doesn't really specify. Yeah, I I can't handle hot. If my room is too hot, I'm not comfortable. But I also don't like too cold. And if for whatever reason... The temperature in my room goes down. That's when I might do the whole, I got to pull the blanket up a little bit. And that'll wake you up. Yeah, but I'm right back to sleep in that case. Right. I got cold. Now I'm warm again. Got a nice duvet that gives me a hug when I'm sleeping. It's awesome. If it's too hot, that's when I get really pissy. I'm kicking blankets off and I'm throwing (laughs) pillows across the room and. (laughs) Fuck you, blanket. Okay. Real talk here. I yelled that real loud. (laughs) (laughs) The office staff is here now. Everybody heard me. Okay, so why don't they, when they build a new home, put a thermostat in the master bedroom? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, We have temperature gauges in our rooms, but we do it because of the girls. I want to make sure that while they're sleeping, we have it with their monitors. But I think adults should have that too. We should know what temperature our own room is. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but sometimes I do wake up and I think, does it feel extra cold in here or does it feel warm in here? Or are you the problem? Or am I just feeling warm, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I had a glass of wine before bed and I think, maybe the wine's making me feel warm. Or is it actually extra warm in here? And you're not really sure, but if you go up and you check the temperature, it really does wake you up. And then you're up. Honey, am I hot? Do I feel (laughs) warm? Is it hot in here? It's really cold now, though. Or is it just the vino? (laughs) Help. (laughs) Um, we wake up on average at least once a week because of outside noises. Uh, okay. I apologize because I am probably the source of the outside noises that wake people up around 4 a.m. In, in my the, neighborhood. In the morning. Sure. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, there's certain people who are just coming home from work if they're on a shift or going to work when the vast majority of others are sleeping. So 
I got to scrape my windshield before I drive away. Fun fact, there's no way to do that quietly. No. I have even I even purchased, because I felt so bad about this uh, a couple of winters ago, Scott, one of those um, things you put over your windshields that you tie to your side view mirrors uh-huh. to help with the snow. Doing that probably made more noise because I was ah, trying to get it off. They probably just heard me struggling and wanted to call 911 because this thing to take it off by myself on my SUV took forever. So I don't even know if that was as helpful as me just scraping the damn car. Not to mention all the times you were like, fuck this. Why did I buy this fucking thing? Ah, stupid, stupid purchase. Get Amazon up. I'm re- leaving a review. Someone should have stole this from my porch. Said it was easy. <laughs> I'm leaving this on the porch. You fuckers can take it. it. It actually is helpful, but it was just, it was a struggle that morning. That particular day, there was a huge snowfall, so it didn't really help all that much. <laughs> uh, I want to do a quick mention for some friends of mine. This coming weekend is National Donaire Day. And for those who are from the east coast of Canada, now living in southern Ontario, Halifax Original Donaire mm-hmm. is run by a couple of guys that are from the east coast. And yes, that authentic east coast Donaire sauce, they've got the recipe perfected. So good. Milton and Burlington, and they're doing Donaires for five bucks Friday and Saturday. Fantastic. Main Street in Milton, and I think they're on planes in Burlington. Just Google it. Halifax Original Donaire. Also, Saturday, home opener for the Toronto Rock. That's right. Don't pull this shit. Oh, I've never been to a lacrosse game, so I don't like it. You should try it out. Uh, Most people cannot afford to go to a Leaf game, and I get it. I am the same way. The thought of spending 350 bucks on tickets plus 40 bucks to park mm-hmm. and 15 bucks a beer. Especially when you have kids, right? You want to take your kids, maybe make it a family event. This is a great time if you've never been to a game before. Scotiabank Arena is Scotiabank Arena. You will recognize it, except instead of ice or a hard court, there is a grass turf down, and it works very similar to hockey. In case you don't know, lacrosse is Canada's national mm-hmm. sport. It is. Well, That's national awesome. summer sport. But either way, it's our national sport, and you should check out uh, Toronto Rock Game. Tickets are at Ticketmaster, Scotiabank Arena Box Office, or torontorock.com. By the way, we have an exceptional team. I work for the team. I'm the in-game host at Scotiabank Arena, and you will have a great time at the game. That'll be fun. Very affordable. A family of four can go to a game. Tickets, snacks, that sort of stuff. About 150 bucks all in for a family of four. That's pretty good. I think so, too. Take the go train. In a lot of cases, your ticket gets you on the go for free. I'm not sure if we're doing that again this year, but that was a promo we've done in the past. Hey, have a good one, everybody. Tomorrow's podcast will include missed connections and good day.